0: But first, Congress has spent the last half decade or so making reforms to the defense acquisition system in hopes of speeding up the innovation process. But those changes haven't done much to affect one of the biggest bottlenecks in the whole procurement process, and that's figuring out how to allocate money. The next target for reform is the planning, programming, budgeting, and execution process known as PPBE. The Cold War procedural relic can add years of time to a procurement all by itself. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been covering all of this, and he joins me now to talk about what's ahead for this in 2022. Jared, let's start with setting the table here. What is the PPBE process? It sounds like something dating to the McNamara years.
1: It is exactly. It goes back to, I think, 1961 when uh, Robert McNamara, when he was defense secretary, was bringing in all these then modern business practices into DOD to, uh, uh, to try and improve management of the overall place. And it's just kind of been around ever since. It stands for planning, programming, budgeting, and execution. It has, as the years have gone by, as the DOD acquisition process writ large, and the broader decision processes around DOD procurement have sort of lengthened over time. It has it has sort of grown along with the rest of the process. But but the thing that critics say you know, its its biggest problems are is that it is very sequential. That planning happens, programming happens, bug, budgeting happens, and then execution happens. And those things are sequential in addition to other sequential parts of the DOD procurement process. So before you even get into that whole PPBE cycle, which is going to last at least two, two and a half years for a major weapon system, on the front end of that, you got to go through the whole DOD requirements process first. So you got requirements, then you got PPBE then you got the actual contracting acquisition process. And by by the time you get through all that, you know, you're looking for 7, 10, 20 years for a a big weapons procurement, which we've certainly seen plenty examples of that through the years.
0: I guess it was great if you were building Ford Falcons long ago. And so now Congress has got this in its crosshairs. What do they plan to do about this?
1: Yeah. So the near-term objective, and and I would say congressional attention toward doing something serious about PPBE has really kind of just started. People have been talking, I would say, for last several years in a serious way about the need for reform. This is really the first NDAA cycle where there are concrete measures in there. I think the first and most important one is to set up an expert commission that's going to really have about two years to study the problem, figure out what other agencies, other governments, the private sector do instead of the DOD version of PPBE, and at the end, come up with some suggestions for reform, maybe an entirely new system, maybe some tweaks around the edges. We don't really know yet, but I would expect a fairly voluminous report considering the 14 experts that are going to be on this panel and the amount of time that they're going to have. The other important, but I would say smaller measure that's in the NDAA this year is directed to DOD leadership. And it essentially commands them to go through all of the IT systems that have a hand in developing materials and making decisions throughout the PPBE process and consolidate them into a more manageable structure or perhaps even a single system. Because like every other IT system in DOD, they are scattered and they are stovepiped and they've got their legacies and histories uh, you know, strewn throughout many years of development.
0: We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. So given what's going to happen this year, then it's unlikely that anything statutory of big importance to change the process would happen before maybe the 2024 NDAA.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's certainly right. And probably even pushing into 2025 is even more likely. The commission has until the end of calendar year 2023 to get its work done and make some recommendations to DOD and into Congress. And by that point, you're really at the point where you're enacting the 2024 NDAA. So DOD is going to need to have some time to chew on this. But the kind of model I have in my head, and I don't know if it's actually going to work out this way, is something along the lines of the Section 809 panel, which which you'll remember um, did a, a lot of work recommending acquisition reforms to DOD and to Congress. And the smart thing the 809 panel did was not only did they make discrete recommendations for reform, but for every single one of those, they came up with actual legislative language that Congress could just plug and play into the U.S. Code. And they did that in a lot of cases, in dozens of cases. Um, they actually led to concrete reforms because of that. So if this PPBE commission does something like that, then sure, we we could actually see some concrete reforms in that 2025 timeframe. And in the larger sense is
0: the perception in Congress, and I guess perhaps in the DOD itself, that the way they do PPBE now is somehow limiting the innovation speed that they say they seek. As they try to modernize the whole military and its approach.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely true, and I think there's increasingly a, a re- recognition that no matter how much you do to speed up the acquisition system, quote unquote, that's only part of the process that eventually leads to a capability getting into the hands of warfighters. Acquisition's almost the tail end of the process. Like we talked about just a minute ago, first you got to go through requirements, then you got to go through PPB and E, and then you got to get get into the acquisition process. Those three things together are sometimes called Big A acquisition so this is kind of a the middle of that big a acquisition process and like i said earlier it can be at least two and a half years all by itself because for any given budget year DOD spends about a year in that planning part another year in that programming part uh, then there then you got to get, get through the the uh, congressional uh, appropriations process which is easily a year and this all assumes as a colleague pointed out over email to me the other day the whole PPB process assumes not only does DOD get its money on time at the beginning of a fiscal year but that at some point in the process you know what the current years um, you know what the current year's budget levels are, and that's very rarely the case nowadays. With with the proliferation and the you know the, the the continuous cadence of continuing resolutions that the entire government has been operating under for it's hard to even count the number of years at this point. So yeah, two and a half years with PPB all by itself. Partly because, as I said a second ago, it's sequential. The, the, the department generally does not do the PPBE process at the same time it's doing requirements, for example, which could compress that time frame, but it really doesn't. So what it means in practice is you've got to see two and a half years into the future at least to know that you're going to be spending money on something uh, at that distant uh, time point.
0: And your story cites a lot of sources here and they are talking about this at the DOD, at the Pentagon level. Does each armed services have its own PPBE process, or are we talking strictly about what happens in the Pentagon?
1: It stretches across the entire defense apparatus. I mean, I would say the focus of it is really to um, bring joint requirements into a management structure, get sign offs from a lot of people, including in the office of the Secretary of Defense, and then let go let the services execute their program objective memorandums, develop those. So everybody has a a hand in the PPBE process, from the service level to the DOD comptroller level to the Secretary of Defense. You might say it's one of those things that has been criticized over the years as something that, that may lead to a least common denominator approach to doing things be just you know, by virtue of the fact that it requires so many sign-offs from so many different people at so many different uh, periods in time over a relatively long time frame.
0: And also the relationship between the PPBE and the Program Objective Memoranda, the POMs, another venerable word there. Do those two relate in some manner?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So POM is in the programming section of PPBE. It is it is how the, the DOD, uh, the, the military services and agencies start to take the, the strategic guidance that's in the National Security Strategy and the National Defense Strategy and start to conceptually put money behind those so that they can try and align their program to, to try and meet what's in those broader strategic documents that are developed earlier in the process during the planning part of PPBE. So, yeah, the POM is definitely a critical part of, of the whole PPBE process, namely in the programming stage of all of that. And it, it, it's, it's, you know, who knows what the commission is going to come up with. A lot of this is finding a balance, I think, between applying management rigor to the way DOD plans its budget and spends its money and figuring out a way to do do that whole process much more quickly. And there's certainly going to be trade-offs along the way. It's good that people who understand the process ostensibly are going to be in charge of reforming it, because it is very difficult, very complicated, and it has had layers layered upon it over the years, uh, including some minor tweaks around the edges by DOD itself.
0: All right, so it's a good time to be a wonk, I guess, on these matters. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And be sure to check out his story at Federal News Network.